0: guys, welcome back to another episode of the Actual VR Podcast, the weekly podcast where we sit down and break down the latest in VR, AR, XR, immersive tech news, and we talk to industry professionals about how they're using and producing immersive content in tech in their respective fields. On this episode, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Julian Messina. He's been a member of the team for a few years now, but we're going to be talking about those pucker moments that we've had on jobs together. And also, Julian's going to share his process on how he creates spatial audio in sound design. But first, before that, we're going to be having a sit-down talk about the actual VR show, the topics that we talked about in the actual VR show uh, that comes out every Monday with our producer and all-around swell guy, Casey Shaheen. This is The Actual VR Podcast, let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the part of the show where we uh, we take a deeper dive into the things that we talked about on the actual VR show. If you didn't get a chance, it comes out every Monday. But this past week, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, GoPro, the Hero 8 camera, and their Fusion Max. So it's a second iteration of the Fusion camera. Um, we had a Westworld VR experience that was released, actually released today, uh, at the day of recording. And uh, I talked a little bit about about the behind-the-scenes uh, look at a music video that I worked on this past weekend with, uh, if you watched last week, Robert Coomber. Uh, he was on that project, and then later on in this episode of the podcast, we have uh, Julian Messina, who is uh, a big part of that as well. Uh, but yeah, this is just part of the show where we bring on some friends, uh, some friends of the company, some friends of mine. Uh, and actually, today, we have uh, a very special friend, a very special guest, Casey hey, Shaheen. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? He's a well, he's a super producer.
1: That feels good. That that's yeah, actually yeah, nice yeah. to say.
0: The friendly neighborhood. man. I'm not sound gonna pretend
1: man. like I didn't give myself that moniker ahead of time. <laughs> like well,
0: I gave you your mom's kryptonites. Uh I like we're, that. we're gonna keep we're gonna keep the theme going. I like that. Yeah, so we uh you were you were there when we filmed the show. Yeah. I and was, yeah. you had a physical response when I mentioned that there was a Westworld VR experience.
1: It's uh it's not often that I have a, a a visceral it is often that i have a mind. <laughs> i'm a pretty excitable person to be honest but uh when it comes down to the uh doing this show actually by the way for anyone who's watching i am cutting right now i'm producing while i'm talking yeah this i is, was this is wild
0: i was going to go into he's uh see when i said super producer he is uh he's the producer of this show and he's going to be doing both he's going to be both the guest and producing the show while we're doing this, he's he's extremely talented. It's it's great yeah. to have
1: you on the team, Thanks, uh, knowing that this is all it's
0: all run smoothly because of the hard work that you put in.
1: Well, man, you know this is a. Uh, I do want to take a break for a second to say that this is has been a work in progress since May. <laughs> this set this table that Kyle built these <laughs> these 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 uh, cabinets that uh, that uh, right, here, right here yeah yeah these cabinets that Nick and I built we designed it's all modular we can put it all away when we can play some VR or we can take it all out when we're time to record a podcast this table folds in half kind of it kind, <laughs> kind of <laughs> It's uh it's a work in progress, but yeah this is an, and it's a, yeah. been an amazing show so far and it's like an honor to be on uh, part of the team and then uh, to be on the first couple episodes. I'm on yeah, episode man. three, am I? Episode right? three, yeah. I
0: think we're on episode
1: three now. As yeah. a producer, I should know that.
0: <laughs> as uh, as yeah. the owner of the uh, we yeah. should we should know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Educated,
1: so uh, with that to say, um, the West World about yeah being excitable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we talked uh, last week you we talked about two weeks ago we talked about uh no man's sky coming out in vr Oh yeah my i mean that's been my favorite game ever i love games where i can kind of be alone and then just go mine resources and basically just be super productive in a virtual space <laughs> and imagine it being wrapped around my entire visual space it's crazy we cool. gotta put you in it we gotta we can't we'll wait. do that after the show i can't wait but when you said westworld i flipped i was so excited i yeah. love that show like it's it was one of the only shows that I've that and Game of Thrones are the ones that I go on Reddit and I go through all the fan theories and stuff, and it's just great. So Jonathan Nolan, uh, John Jonathan Jonathan Nolan, Ooh. show uh, Christopher Nolan's brother. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, but they wrote it together. And yeah. season three will be out soon. But it's crazy that they're doing a VR. Experience.
0: This VR experience is based on season two, uh, uh, from what I understand. That that would make sense. it yeah. I, I would, I would <laughs> it'd be a little. They'd be backtracking a little bit if they went season one with it. Are you familiar with the show? well i uh recently came across an hbo subscription that uh, will allow me to catch up but i have not seen i so a friend of mine jason Hedge, if you're watching i, I i'm listening i've had a, a numerous people tell me to to watch a show i'm going to watch i have not seen
1: an episode i don't even know what it's about uh blade runner meets um blade runner meets the hall of presidents oh okay so it's just, uh, they set up, the, and that's, that, that's kind of the cool thing that I think, that's why i kind of freaked when they're experienced about this. Now get this, the Delos company, that's the, the, the company in the show, uh-huh. they've created a world of, uh, of uh, robots, essentially, robots that are like humans, but they're humanoid robots, and they're programmed to be subservient and to serve to the whims and fancies of the upper echelon of society. That so could so, never go wrong. Oh bud. <laughs> oh bud. Well, you can you can adjust it. Like the what happens is like you follow a couple different protagonists and a <laughs> bunch of different storylines that you don't really know how they match up and meet up, but what they do. So so excellently is build this very interesting compelling world where what is subservience? What is sentience? And that's what the first uh, the first uh, season tackles sentience, whereas the second season tackles like uh, resolve, absolution, and this third one is gonna be crazy. It's got uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Pretty excited. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, Evan uh, Evan Rachel Wood, I think is her name. She plays uh, Dolores, and then uh, Tessa Thompson from from Thor Ragnarok. Can we just pretend that we're in confession right now? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I didn't have you on the camera. <laughs> I'm trying. I get so excited. I'm
0: a, I'm a well confession. You can't see me anyway.
1: Okay, I can see you now. I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah, that's really good.
0: Yeah, I, I've been missing. You're busy out. running a company, man. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Oh, it's. Uh, I, I really want to. Yeah. It's a. It's a big commitment. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. I've only seen the first episode of Game of Thrones. These are all really great shows that everybody tells me I need to watch.
1: I mean, I used to do a podcast about Game of Thrones called We Drink and We Know Things. And that's a reference from the show, if you ever watch but. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it. But it's just a show where we just got, got pissed drunk and, and, and recapped the show. And it was a really good time. That's really all it's for. It's just in okay. service. Yeah. Bring Bad. That's art. Really? Mad Men. That's Oh,
0: you which you showed me. I've you know, I've heard of Mad Men and I know that, uh, you know, obviously running a company. I appreciate the sales process and Mm -hmm. like a good, good pitch, a good story. And then we watched some of the the highlights of some of the best pitches in the show. And oh, my God, I was captivated. It's not a spaceship.
1: It's a time machine (laughs) going back and forth. I'm done. That's my that's my Don Draper. That's as good as a Don Draper's I can be. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, what? Absolutely amazing. Hyundai Carousel. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, to to Westworld, I think it's fascinating that a show about uh, a, a show that, that is about a near future where immersive tech is actual reality in- ingrained
0: in the society. They're would...
1: doing a a, a game in a headset that's putting you in the world where immersive tech is a second thought and that meta sort of meta we lost the light it's fine yeah this that sort we'll of meta take on it is just it's so cool yeah i'm um, so i'm really really excited to play it and see it and i you know before meeting you i'd never um i'd never done any kind of immersive tech at all really yeah oh you knew that yeah. the first time yeah. I came. Yeah. <laughs> Look again this man. is this a showman this is this is a showman right here but yeah so I'm really excited to to play it and see what it's all about. And I don't yeah. really care if it it's canon or not. I just want to be in that world. I wonder. Yeah.
0: I, I, the only thing I don't know is I don't know if it's a uh, like a ride along experience or if it's fully explorable and you interact with the story. And there's a whole I would imagine a it lot of times like in the you. past that it was like it's a fully explorable, interactable uh, that see that's. I forgot the um, the show that it may have been Westworld. There's a 360 video experience. It was a, it was kind of like a, a story on rails where you're in a heli- you start out in a helicopter at night, and um, you you get out and you're searching for Bernard. It? Maybe. Yeah,
1: might been was that the AT and T store? I don't think so. I don't
0: know. I have no idea. It was a while. It was a while ago. But it was a first. It was one of the first times I'd seen a TV show mm-hmm. use inter, like immersive media to promote the show as a, as a as a a compliment.
1: That feels very exactly. on brand for what HBO does. Like as, yeah, as you recall, think, if you guys have watched the actual VR show, we talked about the Game of Thrones experience that came yeah, out that's on... That's true. Which headset? Uh, Magic Leap. Magic Leap.
0: Yeah, which is a mixed reality headset. Very cool. Augmented reality, mixed reality. And since
1: AT&T owns uh, HBO... And AT&T has a partnership with Magic Leap. Exactly. So it's, it all makes sense that it's all kind of... It's all coming together. Yeah, it all comes together. Just like the plot of uh, uh, Westworld until the last episode of Second Season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not bitter, not bitter. <laughs> no, no, I'm not bitter, I'm just like, what?
1: <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, but to say that about hardware, uh, we taught there was another thing about hardware.
0: Yeah, so the GoPro, the GoPro camera, mm-hmm. which, uh, not a fan of of, of GoPro as a, as a company. I owe a lot, I owe my this company to the first ever camera rig that I had, which was six GoPro Hero 4 Blacks in an array. I would not have been able to get started in 360 video right. were it not for those cameras. Um, But to be fair, GoPro didn't have an effect on that so much as the company Freedom 360 did. Which created created the the array. array, Um, So I owe more, really, to Freedom 360. But those cameras allowed me to do that. But they came out with the Omni, which was a great product. A Mm. lot of people were really excited about that. And the reason why is that you could turn all the cameras on at the same time. At the same time,
1: so then you could sync them. Yeah, we talked about that. I'm pretty, uh, I'm not, I almost said hardware agnostic. I'm hardware illiterate, for the most part. Right. So when when you say like the, the array now just help a dummy like me, Yeah, the array, I kind of have just, an idea, but what is- it's
0: just kind of how the cameras are positioned okay. in the, in, in, in a rig in a, so what they did, freedom Three Sixty, the mm-hmm. company that I alluded to, um, or the, they they created a 3d printed mold of where you could set these cameras to where they would always be the same it's it's a housing for the cameras okay they designed the housing for it so if housing
1: is a better word is there still a is there still a a market for arrays and things like that oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. uh well less of uh like GoPro solutions for the longest time there was another company that was called um uh 360 heroes mm-hmm uh, they had some like issues, legal issues with their name. They changed it to to some uh, a different name, but they had a three D printed. But they were it was like a cheaper plastic. Mm-hmm. But so Freedom three hundred and sixty had a, a better product overall it had its own little quirks but yeah now it's mainly the market is for taking higher end cameras like uh like red cameras mm-hmm. and taking um some of these cinematic level cameras and putting them into 360 okay. video arrays for the most part the level that GoPro had fixed or solved is now being is being fixed by Insta360 which comes out with um you know the Insta Insta360 Pro the all-in-one cameras yeah that are just much more viable solutions
1: uh how far are we till uh how far are we till we get um a really and you've, we talked about this two weeks ago on on the show and i'm just kind of want to call back to it yeah how long how far are we out until we have a mass a widely uh adopted mass production uh, consumer grade 360 uh camera that's like everybody has like the iphone Ooh. makes for portrait mode makes everybody feel like they're a photographer
0: Theoretically, you could take um, the the integration that makes the most sense to take something that somebody already has and then just make it to where it's capable of capturing 360 video or 360 images. Okay. So that it would make sense that your phone would be able to do it. We already have lenses on the front and back. Technically, you could you know make, but what you need is a, a fisheye lens, mm-hmm. which is not conducive for putting in your pocket, laying on tables like a right. big bulbous lens sticking yeah. out. Um, but I think the Insta 360. One X right now is the closest thing we have to that. Cool. Um, it's a little bit more on the pricey side that $400. I mean, compared to a cell phone, it's, you know, it's cheap, but right. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those that it, it ties directly to your phone. Like you can you don't need a computer at all to make 360 view, 360 videos with this, that's with this cool. camera. Yeah, and that's um Ben Claremont is uh if you get a chance to check him out on YouTube and Instagram. Okay. He started out with like tiny planet videos uh with the Theta S, which is a Ricoh Theta S, which is another 360 camera. Really good at stills, but now he uses um he's different a uh, bunch of different cameras, but he's a great example of somebody who um Takes consumer level or prosumer level mm-hmm. cameras and creates really unique content. Cool. And he he's always I just remember over the, over the past couple of years, anytime I'd see him post things to different forums, like he's trying to find ways workarounds to where he didn't have to use really cumbersome editing software. Right. He wanted to be able to just like go straight to his phone and do everything from his phone. That's pretty cool. Um, so he's been pioneering that whole movement. It's been really cool because he. He was like the 360 hero guy. I, I forgot he had a, he did a rebranding to to go just to Ben Claremont. Mm. And that was really good. I'm, I'm really happy for him doing that.
1: And he's been able to break away. And yeah. Yeah. So
0: that's been, that's been really cool to see that. But I, I, yeah, the, the 1X is probably the closest thing you can get. And I think that is a better solution than as exciting as I am or excited as I am about a new GoPro Hero 8 which has the potential we talked about the freedom 360, mm-hmm. the, the, the camera rate, technically you could take that same camera rate if you use the eight and get 12 K video. Okay. Which is pretty nice. Who but you has can't... the bandwidth? For yeah. 12K. <laughs> I get nobody. Um, yeah, I mean, but it, what it, what it will do is create some really amazing stationary shots. But you don't want to move it. without the sync, the audio sync. Yeah, moving it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and also too, the inter- yeah, I can get into the hardware. I can nerd out about the hardware all day. But it's um, I'm more excited about what Insta360 is doing cool. than I am GoPro. I'm into that. But it is news. It is. Uh, they they are still
1: trying to make an effort. They're like. trying to make. Yeah, things are guys. Things are happening. Things are this, ha- this is wild. <laughs> things are happening.
0: <laughs> Crazy. We're in the future. I'm having
1: such a good time. I just want to take a break. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh yeah that last the last uh the, the last thing uh that you talked about and i want to i want to tee it up because you talked about it extensively when we did record uh this episode a little out of order uh we recorded yeah. with uh, julian uh julian yes. messina first uh you worked on um on a project this past weekend with yeah. uh, julian messina and last week's uh segment two guest rob coomber yes and uh i want to know more about this particular project because i really want to mm. plug it and Tee it up for the people that are going to be listening in the next segment.
0: This has been um, when we talk about like creative projects that I'm really excited about, like just ones that uh, you know, there's no there's no client, there's no there's nobody paying for this project. This is all because everybody in that on that set wants to be there, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're 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 excited about the potential. This would be the first. The 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 concept for this has been um, been planned for probably the last six months. Uh, we started meeting and talking, and we right. were trying to figure out the cameras and the audio situation. But yeah, it's a it's a a, a unique look at what Blake Ruby, who is the artist, his uh, his process and recording this song. Uh, we start out in the control room, which or in the uh, you have that big soundboard in mm-hmm. front of you, and there's uh you start looking at him, and then what you don't realize is there's another Blake behind you, and it sets the tone for the rest of the video. That sounds cool. Yeah, so and then he walks out into the 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 main sound studio or the studio. And you see all the instruments. You see these like five instruments mm-hmm. with empty chairs. But you know that there's been a clone earlier. So, um, you know, we kind of teed up a little bit of uh intrigue uh, and then the performance starts. And We have some other cool tricks that happen when the music the performance starts mm-hmm. that um I'm really excited about that I've never tried before. Some of this stuff is brand new for me. Um and the way we filmed it, it was actually uh, really fun, too. This cool. is uh, really complicated. A uh, lot of, like, sitting there thinking about the process. You had to, before each take, you're sitting like, okay. Make, it, make sure everything's in line. Make sure the story makes sense. Everything's going to run smoothly. Order of operations. Order of operations. Yeah, so you met, you met, um, had you met Rob and Julian before? I
1: met Rob and Julian uh, actually when we started talking, when we started, uh, when phase two of Actuality VR show. Uh, began.
0: Oh yeah. Uh,
1: we were. Uh, I was sitting. We were sitting over here, just kind of just spitballing, figuring things out. I was writing up. That's actually when I came up with the co- with the format for the show. It was the yeah. first time I met them. Yeah. They're good dudes. They are. I was fascinated by them. They're amazing. Uh, they're they're just they're they're knowledgeable, thoughtful, uh, really good engaged, which is you know super good hard to people. Find these days. They're good people. Very good people. Yeah. Good people. Got good people. Yeah. We had
0: a cool team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they've man, they they make such an impression. I saw when Robert was on the show last week, he was Mm -hmm. more animated than I think I've ever I've ever seen him. He was really (laughs) excited to be here. I loved it.
1: You know, it was funny. He was sitting there, he was uh, I got like you guys went to you guys went to go do something and I was sitting in here with him and I was showing him the the take. Yeah. And he goes, Thank God. He goes, I was nervous. He goes, I shaved for this. (laughs) (laughs) And you looked cute as hell, my man.
0: It was you you're a good looking dude, Rob. You're a good looking dude. That was go uh, we'll catch that episode. Yeah, that was really interesting stuff. That was fun. Really interesting. I think that's um, you know, we we've talked to Jared and we've talked to Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, we've talked to Nick. And what was different about this um, the episodes with Robert and and Julian is that they their technical knowledge and how much they wanted to talk about specifically the the technicalities of mm-hmm. the projects that they've worked on. It was really insightful. I, me knowing them, having worked with them on those projects, hearing there were things that they said that I had no idea they did and mm-hmm. uh just the level
1: the depth of uh what they had to do was pretty pretty cool me being the uh, insecure guy that i am i thought that they were bragging for a second i'm like Brag. <laughs> oh it's a beautiful array julian oh, i get it <laughs> no, no but i mean seriously i'm so fascinated and i love to be around uh i love to be around interesting people who are very passionate about what they're yeah. doing and i'm really super pumped about what we're doing what's who we got who is here who's uh who's walking in the door who that
0: oh, okay i don't know nope nope <laughs> look at <laughs> that peek behind the
1: curtain like, literally uh, pay no
0: attention to the man behind the curtain
1: but yeah man i think we're uh i think we're there yeah i want to go make this one go too long how do you have any, anything else to say? i'm not hosting this thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you uh i mean let's uh let's say it at the same time uh, uh next, next we, we have, have uh, uh julian, julian messina, messina. Talking about, about audio, engineering, engineering, VR, and bragging, bragging about,
1: mic about mic arrays. arrays. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that screwed me up a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Give me that. I love you, buddy. Love you, too, man. Hey guys. Rate, subscribe, review. We're available on uh, uh, Spotify. Uh, Apple. Apple, anywhere podcasts are found, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook uh, Instagram, eventually, uh, <laughs> JewishFarmersOnly.com, uh,
0: JewishFarms.com,
1: uh, I have a nugget, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> And we're here
0: we're 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 in the studio we're we're talking to uh, last week we talked to Robert Coomber, who I had mentioned was a uh, an intern of mine and a, and a good friend and we told the stories how we first met well what the other half of that story is is another uh, another friend of mine another intern turned uh, really good friend and uh, we've worked on several projects together we've had a lot of ups we've had had a lot of downs uh, but ultimately this has been an absolutely uh, wonderful friendship uh, that has evolved over the years, for the last four years. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you all to Julian Messina. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear the wave. <laughs> uh, we were actually, uh, we were talking before, before we turned on the cameras uh, about yelling into the mic and you had mentioned that you had a moment uh, recently, this past weekend, where you kind of scared yourself with uh, a, a yell yeah. that was. Uh, so what? And he
2: hasn't told me what what it it's was just, yet. It's like it's cumulative. It's like cumulative things, you know. Uh-huh. Like you realize that you love something when you get that impassion to the point where yeah. you just have that moment. You, just, you know, yeah. It's loud. It's intense. It scares yourself. Sometimes it scares everybody else around you for a moment. And they see you smiling, laughing. like, "Oh, it's okay. It's just a bit of minor crazy today." Yeah, what? What? Can you Can you tell me what? Yeah. It was? Oh, absolutely. Um. So, and Robert, Robert's here too. Yeah. Uh, checking in on this as well. Uh, so we all shot um, a virtual reality music video. Yeah. Uh, super cool project. Super cool project. I, um, I'll get into the fun bits in a second, but it was, um, it was a trying project in that it just demanded so much focus yes. and sessions I've done previously, it you know, it, it requires that same kind of um, dedication to just getting the best takes that you can. And what makes this so challenging is like when you do video and audio at the same time and you're putting it into a traditional recording setting with a very untraditional format of recording, <laughs> um, it gets tense. So it was one of the, it, and it was really just equipment, failures. It was just mm. like when oh, when we had yeah. Blake on the piano. It, it happened during the it piano takes. It was all takes. the piano. It was all the piano takes. And what got me so heated was was just like we were going through so many takes and it wasn't even an issue on, on the artist side. It was 11 just takes, I think. 11, 11 takes. We were at 12. But we had minor things happen where Pro Tools crapped out on us for like the first time in those like couple yep. of days since yep. we were running. And, you know, Blake is taking amazing pass after amazing pass. And we really just wanted to get it right. And then there was a point where the light went out. The light went out. And the whole lighting structure changed. The camera failed. Yeah. And it was that last one where it was arguably Blake's best take. And so it I, was so good. It was, it was so good. It was so good. And it was just as soon as that camera cut out and I just heard you go cut from the room. Oh, and it then was, I let
0: take. I had my head on the ground for a solid 10 seconds before I called cut. <laughs> like I just had to just let it hit me.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's, so it's just like it's a thing that you can't do anything about it. But I think what makes it hard is you realize you're witnessing great art being performed, mm-hmm. and he's doing his thing, and it's up to us. Yeah, and then just something happens that's outside of our control, despite how much we prepare for it. And that's the thing that makes me so excited about recording and and capturing on location, for instance. Right, and it also is the most frustrating thing because you're just always on the on the line of like. Did you get the right bit of information that we needed?
0: Yep. That so. was uh, with that shoot. So you've worked with me on on several projects. You actually did some field recording with me on a few projects. That very different environment, yeah. ju- a different type of stressful environment, mm-hmm. um, being on location uh, doing audio. But this past weekend, it was that we were in a controlled studio yeah. environment, and yeah. we, it, which has its own. Um, stresses its own uh, technical uh, challenges you so tell me a little bit about the setup so yeah we can't this was a spatial you know this 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 project will be will incorporate spatial audio but not just something from you know a a a, a, you know we talked about the tetrahedral mic uh, Mm. or like a, a spatial mic it wasn't just captured with one microphone
2: this this uh project had its challenges through and through and in the best kind of ways because for for me i love things that are stupidly complex uh hard (laughs) to come up with like in other people that i track music with you know like i i remember setting up a session in ocean way just to track a couple guitar parts and we're using like 16 channels on the console and I've got sounds running through the main tracking room just to get like the natural acoustics of it. It was just stupid. And (laughs) we were there from, you know, at 8 PM till seven in the morning kind of thing. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just, it's, it makes it more fun, but you know, at the end of the day, like there's some detail in there that maybe other people haven't gotten or, and maybe it sounds terrible. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like, go for it. Yeah. So with this project, it was that same kind of mentality of, you know, um, I had the pleasure of sitting in on a tracking session with Blake Ruby, who, by the way, um, if you don't know who he is, look him up on Spotify. His record space is incredible. Um, and I had the pleasure of sitting in with him while he's recording some of his sessions and I'm watching this kid go from instrument to instrument and also going into that same tracking room that we were in yeah. recording himself. And, you know, he was, it wasn't like a stressful process. He was in a great time through, but it was like that he was used to that kind of workflow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and granted, I'm sure he's had engineers sitting on to, to help you know, through those stages, but it was clear like this was something special. Yeah. So and I kinda wanna segue what we did just to kind of allude to that. It's like there was a potential for great content mm-hmm. and that's what got me excited. And then Rob and I started talking about like the logistics of it. It's like is this something that we could do? And then we started piecing all the everything together. It's yeah. like Kyle's a great videographer. I've got great assistant engineers. Robert's got this whole like mind frame to handle this like challenging task as well as like thinking on the on the post side of it when we got to integrate everything yeah so it was really important to me that like we do something profound and difficult um with the right people in place yes and so and that segues into the session so the way that i that i tracked it was I wanted it to be Blake's sound, and that was from the get-go. I told him like I want you to set up your microphones the way you traditionally set them up on your instruments. I, I want know. you to get your sound. Yeah. And then on the other side of it too, I knew I was going to set up to be capturing an ambisonics, and then I wanted to also try out a surround microphone array. And I've been reading. Which, if we get a picture of that, yeah.
0: um, I'd love to be able to put that into the uh, to the to the show. I think yeah. it'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah, Patrick, who, who you guys have met. Um, actually earlier uh, our first segment guest um he great photographer uh, yeah he 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 was documenting a lot of those photos
2: but yeah so you had that surround array which was absolutely intense yeah and that was that was something that i i'd kind of put together after reading a lot of articles actually robert pointed me in the direction of some stuff that was going on at abbey roads uh by this guy Merrick styles and uh and a and a bunch of other brilliant engineers and they yeah. were trying to apply uh music production for virtual reality. So they had, you know, a number of crazy miking arrays, but after reading through some of their AES stuff, I I saw this one that was called an OCT, which was an optimal cardioid triangle, and they did it with nine microphones. We actually dropped it down to 5 cuz I thought, wow. you know, we could probably get something good out of that plus the ambisonic microphone we were going right. to be using. So, we had all that going on at the same time we were tracking traditionally, and then plus the in the style of the video, you know, the video is going to be more or less Blake and all of his clones. Yes. which means that we had the advantage of being able to overdub everything like I would have traditionally with him where it's like one instrument at a time like, you know yep. let's build your session as go up. exactly that
0: was that was that was really cool to see uh, on my end being able yeah. to see that process of what seeing you work um, this was this was the first project that we had worked on together where we we were all we had the team of people that we had mm-hmm. all worked with but they were all working on the thing that they're best at. Best at, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it was just, it was really cool to see like how well we worked together, how well this whole process went. To be able to see, oh, yeah, you guys in your element. It was really, it was really cool to see. It was, it was, I mean, absolutely amazing. But
2: well, that was the thing that I wrote a few notes, and that was the thing that like this project demanded, which was you know, you you have to trust each other in the heat of the battle, so to speak. Yeah. To, like you know, they've got this, everybody's got a job to they've do. They've got their job to do, and like. I know with confidence like we can do something great yeah guys Um, can
1: I ask a question quick quick just for the listeners and the viewers who don't know who aren't familiar with the project can you give them like a quick elevator pitch on what uh exactly you guys were capturing
0: yeah, so essentially this is a, a three sixty video virtual reality experience that it's, it's got a, a little bit of a story element, but essentially it is is a music video for a song that he's be re- releasing with his album coming out in October, like, likely October, likely yeah. October. But the concept is this that he, you start out in this control room um, in, in, a normal, studio, in a normal in a recording studio, Columbia Studios,
2: Studio A, in Nashville, yeah,
0: yeah. and. Um, You get to join Blake on this. What it's like to record uh, an album? But what we've done is we've combined all of those (laughs) instruments that would be done individually, and you're seeing it all happen at the same time. Uh, So you're sitting, you're in the center of the room. There's some other little Easter eggs or some different things that we that we did to to make this flow really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're sitting in the middle of this of this recording studio, being able to see him just. Play every instrument work and do all. work yeah. through it all is it really um, it's really cool. There's also going to be a uh, behind-the-scenes documentary yes. about um,
2: uh, Riley yeah, uh, did that um. yeah, Riley Weimner um, mm-hmm. Was shooting behind the scenes all at the same time that we were Capturing <laughs> yeah this in VR and then also, you know tracking everything almost in like a traditional sense so I mean you had you know three different Oh, no, four different angles, because not only was Riley doing the BTS, but he was yeah. also shooting from the off angles of the camera Yep, as if it was a traditional music video. Anyway, so there were like four different things happening simultaneously.
0: Yeah, and we were able to do that because just by the way that we, we captured it. What we did is um, we, gra- we used the Insta360 Pro camera, which mm. has six lenses. Yeah, we had five different instruments, uh, drums being one of them. So it took up two lenses. But essentially, we were able to to frame it to where we shot one lens at a time, minus the drums, mm-hmm. to where we had this. Um, you know, this degree field of view for each shot. Mm-hmm. And then everything outside of that, as long as we weren't casting shadows or getting in the shot, we could um, yeah. document. And we could, uh, it allowed me to be able to direct in the room with him without having to do a whole lot of work in post uh, on the on the video side, working within After Effects and doing some composition yeah. work. So um, effectively being able to accomplish this all within uh, stitching software.
2: Right, well, plus, I mean, again, we were talking audio, but the the lighting factor, I know... Was yeah. an extreme challenge, I'm sure, for you because I know you're you're experienced in all this. It's like, well, what do we do in a scenario like this where we're going to be masking things over and yeah. trying to keep things consistent? I know, you know, the scare was like, no one hits the camera.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. that was probably the, on my yeah, end. That was the too. most stressful. So essentially, we had in these five, in this one room, we had to shoot all of the instruments, mm-hmm. and we the, the camera could not move an inch. Nope couldn't like if it got bumped we would have to not only start that take like, it, the whole project would have to start over again like day 1 so that was to to i mean that was the most stressful for me just, yeah. we couldn't and the time came where we'd finished the instruments yeah like we had checked all the boxes it was like okay we can move the camera now but yeah. inside i was just like can we can't like let's we just let's just check commit. it one more time yeah. let's just go over one more time because once that camera moves we can't yeah. We can't get anything back.
2: Right. It, you know, it, and it's like, it just is like three days of work with, you know, also working with the artist too. It's like, it's, yeah. I, it's, it's a hard thought to imagine like if we didn't. It'd be heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I I would imagine from his point of view, knowing that he'd have to perform all that again, he, it'd be tough to get in that, that space again. Right. It would have to be another, like we have to play. Really like, yeah. The amount of planning that you guys did. So how many, how many total microphones? Did,
2: roughly. Roughly. It it ranged from probably thirty to forty.
0: Yeah. In addition to all the things that come along with those microphones and all yeah. the additional equipment, and the stands and like the, if you were, yeah, I can't wait for you guys um, to
2: to see uh, a picture of of the, the it's studio. It's really, it's quite, it's actually, it's pretty. Like, yeah. There's there's I've I've had a I've had wonderful opportunities to be um like. An additional worker at Oceanway, and I've seen some amazing orchestral setups, mm. but this one just felt really unique, and yeah. it was unique. Um, but I mean, you could tell that with limited resources, you're trying to come up with something uh, kind of insane. And Robert actually put together the the surround tree, and that in and of itself was terrifying mm. because we had, you know, close to ten thousand dollars worth of equipment hanging in the air, and we had to and, rely- the stand almost broke. and the stand animals broke and well. Actually, it was, it was really funny. the The stand that we were using, the starboard SB one, which is a phenomenal stand, by the way. I'm not. I'm not touting on it. There's, <laughs> there was a piece, an early piece that they'd used, and it fractured uh, due to stress uh, as somebody else had hung weight on it. We thought it was us. Right. Later, we found out because uh, you know, I came forward to the the studio manager. I was like, "Listen." I got to show you something. <laughs> this is kind of concerning. I need to let you know, I've already done all my weight test, Like, this should not have happened. But fortunately, he had a new part and we were able to fix it. But yeah, that was you know, We had a, a lot, there were a lot of variables in that. And plus, you know, Robert was saying, like, you know, not only do we have this surround array that's up in the air that, you know, we're nervous about and, but you know, there's a there's a camera beneath it too. It was hanging over a camera, it yeah. Was hanging over a camera. That's what too. we call
0: in the industry a pucker moment. It's a pucker <laughs> moment for sure. But,
2: but again, I'm I'm. It wasn't something that was just thrown together. Right. I mean, Rob himself spent hours just yeah. making sure that the torques were right. You know, the waiting's right. The cabling was right. Everything was yeah. set. Um, I was I was fully confident. But really, at the end of it, like when when this is all wrapped and done, you're gonna get to experience um, Blake with all of his clones, not only playing the instruments and singing and you know doing a little bit of performing on top of that but he's yeah. also in the tracking room engineering and you get to see these many different facets of that yeah. so it's it's the full gambit definitely
0: i'm going to i want to switch gears a little bit cuz that yeah. project is uh, and we'll continue to keep you know yeah, yeah. Viewers, there's, there's so much listeners to up to that. date uh, I want to talk. So, talking. Speaking of pucker moments. Yeah. So, <laughs> we did. A, um. Actual. The, my company. We did a. Uh, we did a project for Angry Orchard through Five yeah. Stone, another studio here mm. in in Nashville. Yeah. And Julian, uh, you were you are my you were my 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 go to guy. I brought you. Uh, awesome. We got some. We got some. Uh, some audio while we were there. We were capturing spatial audio. We didn't know if they were going to use it in post yeah but we captured while we were there so you did yeah. some infield um some audio capture in, in 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 the field uh very macgyver for, there, the, yeah. for this situation
2: <laughs> but yeah nonetheless we got something
0: you pulled you pulled a robert and you were like in the trees and you like plucked an apple so we had that sound <laughs> yeah, like little yeah, thing yeah. you just go missing in an or in the anger so we went to new york we flew yeah. to walton new york uh to film it at anger orchards orchard yeah and uh there were just like hours where we knew that Julian was somewhere in the orchard <laughs> <laughs> capturing some gnat sounds. Getting um, bit
2: by every fucking bug in New York. Oh, it was uh, the flies. I know,
0: I swear. <laughs> it, it will, we'll will uh, we'll bleep it out. Okay. Um, but the uh, but yeah, so we had we had some technical challenges. So we didn't end up using spatial audio for that project. Mm. Uh, they use the end result was a um an augmented reality app for their labels, right? For right, their bottles, right? Um, so they didn't need the audio; they had the voiceover from their their spokesman. Uh, but we had some part of that job was that we were flying the Insta360 Pro, same camera we used on this that music video shoot, yeah. and it was flying, uh, hanging from an Inspire One, Inspire Two drone, yeah, Inspire so. Two, yeah, uh, which is not technically supposed to be able to hold this camera. Nope. Uh, so the whole weekend was a was a pucker moment. But we uh, I remember sitting in that we we sat there in the hotel room the night before, trying to figure out like some redundancies for safety for the camera yeah. uh, because obviously we had uh, we had the camera attached via the pole. Um, it was attached. It had redundancies on the actual drone itself. But we had these cable ties. We were trying to figure out how we were going to feed this cable through the camera that had an active
2: fan in it. <laughs> Bro we had we had cable ties and like fishing lines.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always, like... And it took it was unnecessarily long to be able to feed that wire in. But we, yeah. we 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 did it and I was really happy. We had some wind issues with the with the drone, but all of the finished um video looked looked great. And we didn't yeah. have to worry about anything falling, which was the most important
2: yeah i mean that was that was an amazing shoot for a couple reasons I, I i think it was just a classic scenario of um hurry up and wait i mean it was definitely a very yep. pro- professional set that we got to to be a part of and that was cool too because yeah. there
0: were multiple production companies there filming different yeah. mediums different for different applications all um, the same
2: and smart it's like you, we re, re, we recently did that you know it's like get everything you can yep. while you're there exactly and the fact that they went for the vr aspect too that was amazing.
0: We used a, um, a, a, the bonsai uh, rig, which is mm-hmm. um, Brom Katz, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he created this bonsai rig. What it essentially allowed you to do is take four Sony A 7s mm-hmm. Mark II cameras, yeah. with eight millimeter lenses on them, and put them in an array. It looked amazing. Yeah, it's a it very really cool did. looking camera. Yeah, uh, camera setup. We had the H two N mounted mm-hmm. on the top.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, it was mounted on the top. Yeah, just on top. Uh, on a little shock mount, and then. Um, but it was uh really it was really cool. It was the first time that I had used this in the field, that mm-hmm. camera in the field, mm-hmm. uh, while also you were helping me yeah, do yeah, all this, yeah, yeah. which you don't have a background in video. Actually, we uh, joked we joke on the set. The <laughs> like there's um there's a th- yeah. So it was um it was very challenging, but yeah. and I think it was in those moments when you're kind of. You're able to be in your zone, but also to we have to take it out. I knew I could trust you to do
2: like we kind of we kind of yeah. forged that. that I, I can follow uh, directions, but I can't take a photo. <laughs> Save my life! I can't take a good. Oh photo. yeah.
0: Hey, hey, uh, Julian, could you uh, could you get some behind the scenes? Can you get some? Sure. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. You get you got me. I got that really cool pro- profile picture though. Yeah, that was something cool. good came out of it. You know, for every thousand crappy
2: photos, <laughs> you get or, I guess a million in my my case.
0: Yeah. No, that was. Um, that was that was a really cool project, and um, it took a little while for it to be implemented, but it was it was awesome. And I I, I want to just touch. We don't have a whole lot of time here, but yeah, I do want to I do want to talk um, just very briefly. So we talked about the paranormal contact with Jared. We talked about the um, yeah. the VR ghost hunting show. Yeah. And uh, what we ended up doing is a proof of concept to help get it into some festivals. We had to create an app mm-hmm. uh, for it. Well. With that opportunity came spatial audio, yeah, and to be able to use this, use this as an example moving forward of what a horror experience sounds like with spatial audio. Yeah. So there were some challenges there as well. We this was going to be for uh, we put this on an uh, an app in Unity, right? Uh, for the Gear VR headset, right? Um, what What was your overall experience with doing the sound design for for that?
2: Well, that's a funny thing because I know that that project had its own rocks on the road but mm-hmm. i what i actually really ended up loving about it same thing with uh the cardi b swisher suites thing is like the limited resources thing you puts you in a confined box where you got to come up with something and i remember like getting some of the deliverables from you and you're like okay this is going to be what it is but let's see what we can do with it yeah and again talking about limited resources it's like you know I'm a Pro Tools guy through and through, and Pro Tools was just not even, I believe at that ambisonics level where I could even incorporate mm. that. And so I had to go to Reaper, and I ended up loving Reaper now. I think it's an incredible dot to, to anyone who's thinking about it, and great way to deal with multi-channel and, and uh, spatial stuff. But, um, you know, we were dealing with uh, a few newbie sound captures, and yeah and to try and correct that and then spatialize it because you get all this like background noise and maybe some distortions and you kind of got to play off of that a little bit in, in treat the sound design as like, okay, it's gotta be kind of rough. So the way I like to think about sound design is a lot like a, like a layered kind of situation, like a sphere almost. And Mm -hmm. I start from what I can hear on the the outermost edges of an environment. And then I work my way in to what's closest. So I had stuff going on where like, you know i got rob in the studio and we were just recording a bunch of like kind of eerie like breath sounds yeah, and stuff like I remember that. that and i had those like moving all around the video kind of going past you just to try and like like flare up some chills yeah. there were also some points where um i i utilized uh, a spatial mix but i also took advantage of this stereo headlock to throw binaural stuff in and that mm-hmm. some of that binaural asmr stuff where like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. You, the funny part, actually, it's extremely effective because if you think about it, like I could kind of give you the sensation of someone's breathing behind, yeah, down your, your neck, neck all of a sudden, and you trigger that like a theater event. Yeah. So you're you're creating a soundscape that plays off the story a bit, and you're trying to kind of find the tone. Oh, and then yeah. when that sets in, you you trigger that event more or less. Yeah. And so, you know, as that's building like what sounds kind of come off. Of, I know there's there was one particular angry spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like it starts getting really really tense and I start throwing like ear ringing sounds just to try and yes. give you that sensation yep. that something's coming at you, the the viewer now. It's not just them in the room that right. you're distance from like now you're involved in this in this endeavor. So that's essentially like how I try and think of it. It's like I try and, and bring you into the content as much as i can and with that with that um the cardi b video which we didn't get
0: a chance to so we're like really, yeah the same thing like it was um the, the the ghost hunting show cardi b you did and that's what you executed properly and that's that's how we're able to look back on those and as yeah well, Car- success
2: cardi-, with. cardi b was i really enjoyed that one too because like this was the challenge of a commercial kind of aspect yeah. like you know we're thinking about advertising it's like how do you put someone inside of an advertisement like that, yeah, and the same principles again it's like where are we yeah. and what's the point of focus
0: I would consider it a huge success considering we're at a million views mostly yeah, organic cool. <laughs> um, people absolutely loved it, it as well received and uh, it's all all thanks to the work that you guys uh, you and Robert uh, put into it so i Teamwork. i I can't tell you enough just how thankful I am that you guys um that you you came up and, and approached and we started talking and just you've you've done amazing work and you're a good guy and i i I respect and appreciate you so
2: and the same goes to you it's like like we were talking the other day and it's like this has been like an adventure for everybody involved like it's been fun (laughs) (laughs) it's been fun and adventure
0: and no adventure uh, can exist without a little bit of challenge yes uh without a little bit of dragon fighting to go (laughs) on uh but thank you for being on the podcast man it really means a lot sweaty hands uh it's a little (laughs) warm in the studio a little warm but uh yeah thank you so much of course Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Actual VR Podcast. Speaking with Julian about spatial audio, he's he's a great friend and a really talented audio engineer. And you know, there are so many talented individuals out there in immersive tech field that there's not enough platforms for all of them. So if you've brought any value, if you've gotten any value out of these podcasts and you enjoyed what they're talking about, you've enjoyed listening to me and to them, Be sure to let us know, subscribe, like, comment, do all the things you do when you enjoy a show. You can find us uh, on Apple Music, you can find us on Spotify, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are found, and even on Facebook and YouTube, because we do have uh, video versions of this podcast available. As always guys, Friday, every Friday, we have the podcast and every Monday, join us for the actual VR show where we break down the latest in immersive tech news. Uh, But until then, we'll see you next time. See ya. Uh